Coming up, start your engines, players. The fun is about to begin. Unless you have a blue shell, then this means war. It's a Mario Kart, and this is Most Extreme Podcast. Most Extreme Podcast, the show where we discuss and analyze the enigma that is 2000s-ish pop culture. Uh, I'm Jarrett Whitworth. I'm Brett Ellison. And I'm Alejandro Joaquin. And hey, you know what's interesting, everybody? Uh, This is our 24th episode of doing Most Extreme Podcast, which is pretty exciting. Um, So for all of you who, uh, there are now 24 hours worth of Most Extreme Podcast out there. Um, so if you plan on listening to all 24 episodes in a row, uh, Jarrett will give you a prize. Um, I'll I'll find a trophy for that. If you can give documented proof that you spent one 24 hour period, just listening to them in a row in a row. Right. Um, then we will give you something. Just email us at most extreme podcast at gmail.com and Jarrett will find a trophy somewhere in the deeps of his basement. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Alejandro, what are we talking about today? Well, today we are talking about Mario Kart. Mm. All right. Jared's excited. I know I'm excited. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited because I think Mario Kart is a series that, of course, is uh, important for all of us. Um, and here to talk about it, um, we have with us a YouTuber and writer-director of Son of Clowns and also Panda Barrett, which you can watch now on Amazon. Evan Kidd is here. Hey, thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Um, thank you so much. I'm a huge fan of a lot of your videos and it just out of I guess I was just watching your videos and noticed that you were from North Carolina, which is really cool because we love to rep North Carolina local filmmakers. So it's really cool to have you here. Totally. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's cool that uh, we were talking about different subjects and Mario Kart was something that came up to you. What is so I guess starting off, um, what's your personal background with Mario Kart? Right. So for me growing up, Mario Kart was always kind of that universal game. Uh, Me and my friend group in elementary school, like we all had, you know, we would go to each other's house in the late 90s and there would always be a copy of Mario Kart floating around. Um, Funny enough, I never actually owned Mario Kart 64 until much later. So I was always like, you know, going to their house to play because I had a PS1. (laughs) So there was always that struggle. So I had like crash racing, which is its own thing. Um, but yeah, Mario Kart was always that game. And once I played it, uh, over there at their house for years and years, I eventually ventured into Nintendo land and basically, uh, have been just obsessed with the series, obsessed with all things Nintendo ever since. Um, you know, I make, I make movies and that's kind of my main thing, but like whenever I'm not making movies, you can pretty much catch me on the switch. So especially during quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Very cool. And so from so from that, do you still have a heart for, like, uh, early PlayStation as well as for Nintendo? I do, yeah. So, like, my very first game console was actually a Game Boy, but I basically used it as, like, a Pokemon machine. So I had, like, Pokemon Red back in the day. So that was, like, the game, the only game I actually had for, like, a year. Um, and I just, like, played <laughs> played it until it basically broke. And then had the PS1, played 
that for a while and, you know, played all the Crash and Spyro games. Um, but, you know, that racing element, like that kind of like party element you get um, when you do like a local multiplayer round with your friends. Like I found that, you know, the N64 had four controller hookups so you could really get the party going, so to speak. So, yeah, it was it was unique, I think, to Nintendo to be able to get that many people in the, in the game. And especially with like Mario Kart, you know how it is. You can be in eighth place. Um, and in the last 20 seconds, you may end up in first, depending what item you get. So I love that hectic nature <laughs> of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I, that's definitely something that really stands out. Alejandro, what about you? Um, I played the the first, like, um, Mario Kart that I played was in Wii. Um, and I think it was at a, at a summer camp for, like, make, uh, learning how to make video games. Um so I was with a bunch of video game people and they just destroyed me because I had no idea what I was doing with Mario Kart. Um, but yeah, I was not a, I was not a Wii kid. I was more of a PS3 kid. Uh, so I did not, uh, have it. Um, but then, uh, when I got a switch, I really got into it. And so that's also like what I'm playing right now. Um, and what I've, I've like logged in so many hours on that. Uh, but, but yeah, the Wii is not, uh, is, is, is like my introduction to it, I guess you could say. Um, so that's what I, I like was my first impression. A lot of PlayStation people here tonight. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) PlayStation house. Yeah, no, that's how I sort of got into it, but I'll talk about that later. Jarrett. When I was in, I think first grade, first or second grade, my family, we got a Nintendo 64 for the first time. And uh, this was like, yeah, probably, probably really pretty close actually to when Mario Kart 64 came out. So Smash Brothers was the first game we got, but I think 64 might have been the second. And my goodness, is it just an endlessly fun game that like we still have the Nintendo 64 somewhere and like you bust it out whenever you have people over or, uh, you know, it's just always such a blast to play. It is like the ultimate we were talking in earlier podcasts about Halo and how that was maybe like the adult version of like endlessly fun multiplayer that like, you know, was always, always there. But Mario Kart is just timeless. It's just timeless and anyone can enjoy it. I that's a great analogy. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy. I mentioned on our Nintendo DS episode that the, one of the first things I ever, whenever I, first time I met you, Jarrett, you explained to me that you played Super Smash Brothers on the Nintendo 64 so hard that it like smoke came out of it. We burnt out the first one we had within a day or two. And wow. then had, to get, had to get it replaced. Wow. Yeah, me wow. and my brother and sister. We, oh, awesome. hours. Yeah. So that's much rad. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I've I've always enjoyed the series. I love it. Um, I definitely grew up more on the Wii, but I've started with Double Dash. Um, I think it's definitely the most like accessible game series there is, and maybe the most fun. Like Evan was saying, for like a group of friends, like the multiplayer for it is just so accessible, but also just like so much fun with a lot of people uh, all together. Um, it, it's, interestingly, out of against my will, I went to an arcade a few weeks ago, and. Um, they have a Mario Kart like arcade system. I don't know if you guys have seen it. Um, kind of works like all the other Need for Speeds. We're like sitting um, in a chair with a with a right. steering wheel, like one of those. Yeah, wow. is it um, the one with Pac Man? I think so. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like it came out a few years ago. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so I was 
in an arcade and out of all the games they had there that one looked like the most fun um maybe because of just like the simplicity of it i don't know everything else just looked like fruit ninja but blown up to a giant tablet um <laughs> so but yeah um so we're we're talking everything sort of about the impact and the history of everything Mario Kart. So what we've done today is we've decided to, in Mario Kart fashion, sort of break it down as this episode as a cup, as you would say. So we're going to do uh, doing the history as a course one, a course two, course three, and course four. So course one is everything Mario Kart 64. So that came out in 1996. Now, Evan, you said that this is probably the most impactful one for you that you have the most background on. Yeah. Yeah. For me, this was the one uh, that started it all. You know, it was my first introduction. I know there was one, I think, for Super Nintendo, but I never really played it. Super Nintendo was a little before my time. Um, So I think the 64 one was like that one I associate with like being in elementary school. And then, like you said, of course, later on, Double Dash and the DS one, the Wii one, all that kind of came later. Fantastic. Yeah, I think this is definitely the one where things started, things get rolling. Uh, isn't that right, Jarrett? That's absolutely right. Love the pun. Things get rolling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to do that on purpose. Okay? Too good. Too good. Yeah, let's just boost on into this. Uh... Oh, start your engines because yeah. things <laughs> are about to get wild. Gentlemen, start your engines. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so like I said, uh, Mario Kart 64, Nintendo 64, that was the first system we had. And so that was my earliest experience with a Mario Kart. And Evan mentioned it. This is the second game in the series after 1992's Super Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo, which I hadn't, I never played until like years after. I think my brother got a Super Nintendo somehow like uh, several years afterwards and then played that. Um, the big addition to the 64 version, obviously being like 3D polygonal graphics. So that allowed for more vertical textures and hills and more detail and jumps that are like real jumps, like you're jumping over something as opposed to the uh, Super Mario Kart, where it was just kind of this like hop over another 2D portion of the um, portion of the track. I don't know if you guys have ever or if all of you have ever played uh, Brett or Alejandro. Um or if you had played Mario Kart Super Circuit, which is actually, it was on the Game Boy Advance, and that was sort of like the Game Boy Advance version of Super Mario Kart, basically. It was that same style. But the tracks were more detailed. Tracks were more uh, fleshed out, longer, more involved. You had eight drivable characters, uh, which we all know and love. Uh, The last-minute change, I didn't know this until just today looking stuff up, but the last-minute change... Donkey Kong was the last addition to the team. Uh, he replaced Kamek. The uh, it's a bad guy. It's this witch, this witch-looking bad guy from Super, oh. Mario, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. Yeah, I, what, they, that character has a bunch of different names. I forget all of them. <laughs> well, Comic think Namek with a K. You know. Oh, but okay. For any Dragon Ball Z people out there. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, so you have your eight drivable characters. And so I want to ask who who your go-to driver was. Uh, DK was my main hominid, personally. Um, <laughs> I think like anybody started out with like, oh, Yoshi's great and small and fast. And then you realize, oh, no, 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 DK is. I realize DK is the champ. But what about y'all? Who, who was y'all's go-to driver? Because you got to have one. 
I know for me, anybody, yeah, chime in, uh, DK as well, believe it or not. I think, yeah, all right, think alike, yeah. Uh, It was funny, like, when I picked DK, um, when I was, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, Bowser, DK, just like the big tank guys that are just, you know, Mm. gonna knock everyone off the track. But the way they handled and turned, I found a lot more accessible, um, than like the little, you know, like you said, Yoshi is quick but he just gets knocked around so easily when people start pulling up on you, especially like in lap three when it's just complete chaos. And, you know, those last 20 seconds is Mario Kart. Like lap Mm -hmm. one and two, they don't even matter. Like anything can happen in lap three. (laughs) Um, I feel insulted because I usually chose Yoshi. (laughs) Oh, my bad. (laughs) We're just trashing Yoshi. Yoshi No, no, it's fine. Um, We'll talk about Yoshi coming up. But yeah, I also choose if, in in terms of Mario Kart 64, I would choose like that. But as we get into later editions of new characters, I will tease the upcoming Funky Kong. That's a huge Ooh. favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, mine was uh, yeah. Donkey Donkey Kong was definitely gas. That's the one I chose because uh, it's just um, I I was not good at with the controls, so I I I like to choose characters that are a little bit slower but steadier. Um, cause I think definitely, yeah, like smaller characters, you kind of just fly around a lot and it's really easy to get knocked off. Um, so yeah, D- D- Donkey Kong was also mine. Yeah. So in nowadays the games, there's a lot more, uh, there's more involved in like, you can pick your carts and wheels and gliders and the characters all like, it's all very specific, but in 64 is pretty basic. It was the smaller characters, Yoshi, Toad. Smaller characters accelerate faster, but yeah, get knocked around a whole lot easier. The heavier characters take slower or take longer to accelerate, but then they can knock people around. And once they get to top speed, they're at top speed and it's great. And then the medium, like your Mario, Luigi, they were peach. It was kind of all like medium characters and uh, they were all well-balanced. So it wasn't, it was a very subtle level of differences with the drivers, but not nearly to the extent of, the ones today so the first time i played the mario kart deluxe and i was like oh my gosh i gotta pick all these different things just let me just let me drive yeah. <laughs> who are the couplings yeah right like, they have like all the deep cut yeah, director yeah. cut characters <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't need 40 choices of driver yeah uh, just give me donkey kong it's t- it's wild too because you don't even pick carts you're right i mean 64 yeah. is everyone is in the same cart you know yeah there's no bikes. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> yeah, so so call me a purist, but I think I think that 64 is the most pure version of these of these games. That's just me. Maybe it's a biased thing. Maybe it's. A, I, I'm not against that at all. Yeah. Actually, a side note: the first time I ever played it, I was at a CC's Pizza, and we left and went to the GameStop next door to play it, and then the person said, "You guys are too young," and we left. I was maybe six. Too young for Mario. <laughs> you nerds are too young for this game. No, wow. yeah, I think we needed a parent, was, was what it was. Oh, yeah. I see. <laughs> it's from all Does the some, blood and gore. Mom, mom the, the 18-year-old high school dropout working at GameStop insulted my <laughs> dignity. Of course, that person go back the next day like BoJack Horseman when you're like oh, yeah. three people in a trench coat pulling your allowance together to buy the game. <laughs> We are all one person, not a bunch of small children on top of each other. You didn't bring any CC's pizza in with you, did you? Just get a, the controllers all greasy? Uh, what's the saying? Even if pizza's bad, it's still good? 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure that doesn't imply CCs at all. <laughs> That's how about instead of hot and ready, that could describe Little Caesars, right? Or Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme pizza? No, <laughs> no Krispy Kreme donuts. They have the hot and oh, ready sign. Uh, yeah. Wait, Little Caesars is hot and ready to, or is hot and fast? I think or? they're. I think they're both hot and ready. Yeah. Well. Well, we'll talk about that. In, <laughs> continue in a future episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. We'll circle Battle back of the on the hot that. and readies. <laughs> um, where was I? Here, my notes. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when you turn on your Nintendo sixty four and you're hot and ready for some racing action, you have four options: uh, Grand Prix versus Time Trial and Battle. Uh, battle is fine. You just run around shooting items in the balloons. It was fine. I played it a little bit, but. It's changed over as with all the different versions of the game. Um, Time trial was great because that's how you like test out the shortcuts and on Peaches or on, uh, sorry, Royal Royal Raceway. And you don't care about racing in your time, whatever. If you go backwards or you you progress through the track, you can actually drive like into Peaches Castle off to the side there. Yeah. Hang out around there. There's nothing to do, but it's just kind of (laughs) cool. Um, so that was that's what that was for. Uh, Grand Prix was all eight racers. You race in the four different cups: uh, Mushroom Cup, Flower Cup, Star Cup, Special Cup. Um, so you'd race all four races. You get points. Get to the end. And I'll tell you what: the Grand Prix mode in '64 offered points only to the top four drivers because America's children weren't soft yet. Didn't need points for getting in twelfth place. <laughs> you know. That's it's hilarious. only when there's eight. That's how you know it's like classic Mario Kart. Yeah. I forget about like 12th place now. <laughs> too many places, too many points. Yeah. Um, so if you got fifth or worse, you just had to do the track over again. Um, if you were doing so it by are, yourself. Are you saying what's wrong with our country with all the like everyone's saying Gen Z and millennials are like, ah, oh, they, they think that they're too important because of all the participation trophies and stuff. But you're specifically blaming Mario Kart 64. If you get 12th place in a Mario Kart race, you should not get any points. <laughs> yeah. No partial credit. No partial credit. Uh, but the funny thing about the Grand Prix was that the top three uh, get trophies. So you get trophies for every every cup and then for every different level of uh, 50 cc 100 cc 150 cc those are the different like difficulties or kind of the speeds of the carts but if you get fourth place then on the closing title screen of the trophy ceremony your character is seen sort of in the background like acting sad and driving away <laughs> sad uh, panda yeah. it's really funny yeah just like real life <laughs> exactly um also anybody feel free to interrupt at any point with uh anything to say but now, well, I was going to say Sad Panda. Everyone check out Panda Barrett now on Amazon hey. Video. Great movie. <laughs> there you <yeah>. go. <laughs> there we go. Appreciate Get the, the plugs plug. in. Hey, yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe Panda can be a featured racer in like the next Mario Kart. <laughs> I don't know. That would Confirm require for a Nintendo Smash. Yeah. <laughs> Confirm for Smash. They're putting like the Minecraft guy in Smash. So, I mean, hey, anything could happen. Oh, my gosh. Oh, bad. Yeah. Where's, uh, where's Panda? <laughs> I will say I'll hype up uh, Calamari Desert. Does anyone remember that track from 64? Oh, like, yeah. like the train that comes through and you always have to like, it's like right in front of the finish. So you have to dodge it and you can get just royally messed up at the very end by that train. 
but that was a oh, that yeah. was a crowd favorite. Absolutely. I have my uh my I didn't quite power rank one through sixteen, but I have my tier list of all the of all the sixty-four courses. I got nice. into this section here. We'll we're getting to that. We'll get into that. <laughs> you um, said we could interrupt whenever we want. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I want, you can interrupt. <laughs> um last mode, of course, is the verses, and that's that's the bread and butter of Mario Kart. That's where you get your split screen, four people items, and it's nuts. And you do 150 cc because we're not cowards. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's how <laughs> shots fired. And that's how, uh, yeah, you make your friends feel bad. Uh, showing off for the ladies. These are all my notes. Um, <laughs> hey, want to see me 150 cc, babe? <laughs> want to see me sit still and move my thumbs really well? <laughs> um, <laughs> which I don't know. Um, so, and <laughs> uh, beer yo cart or uh, oh, yeah, ever played that, yeah. Drink and drive, baby. Drink and drive. Uh, only in the game. Actually, yeah, that's no, one of no, the no, rules. No. That's actually one of the rules. You cannot drink and drive. So you have <laughs> your beverage true. of choice, ranging from Kool-Aid to, you know, old liquid bread. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you have to drive. You have to do the course, but you have to finish the beverage before you finish the race, but you can't be drinking and moving forward at the same time. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, I've we've had a lot of fun here on Most Extreme Podcast, <laughs> but we want to be talking about drinking and being safe while driving. That's right. Full <clears throat> PSA in the middle of our show. He says, as the he more sips. you know, <laughs> you, you need to put the put the sound. The sound yeah, button. I will. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> OK. Uh, this was the first Mario Kart game. Now I just have kind of some scattered things here. Uh, it's the first Mario Kart game to have drafting and slip streaming so if you were behind a character for a long time you'd get a little speed boost you know think uh think talladega nights uh shake and bake you know um, wait do you do you mean drafting or drifting oh i'm sorry i meant drifting well <laughs> i was like i, I choose to draft I, I draft uh princess peach <laughs> the number one pick no, this yeah. So the slipstream was that the the drifting. That's great. Was the yeah? You hold the R button, shoulder button, you skid around the turns. Um, and I actually didn't know about the drift speed boost until years after I'd started playing Mario Kart. Same. And I was, it took me years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was at a. Uh, if we have time for story time here, it was at like a lock in at the school. So it was just like a you know. Um, like a sponsored thing. We didn't just break it into school just to sleep there. But um. you guys know how much fun we have while we're here and during the day. Yeah. I just love Try math so much. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but I was just, I mean, let's take the ego guard down. I was laying waste to some chumps in Mario Kart 64. <laughs> and then one of the teachers, I was uh, drifting up the rainbow road, that final turn. That's just one long loop. And I was just holding the drift. And he was like, dude, like, let go and get the boost. Let go and get the boost. I said, what are you talking about? And I did, and I boosted. And I'm sure I'd accidentally done it, like, for years, right, but not comprehended that it was an actual tactic. And he just he just made me stronger. You know, he just, like, already <laughs> sharpened a finely honed. I'm really puffing up my I own. I knew Jarrett uh, was born that day. My own skills here. <laughs> like that you had a teacher that was, like, low-key playing Mario Kart between class. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a cool he, teacher. Yeah, well, this he was a guy. He was like, 
one of he was like one of the younger teachers or whatever so he he had grown up with the like super For nintendo sure. n64 was like when he was in like high school or something yeah and so yeah. he actually had uh yeah he, uh anyway so like the drifting slipstreaming those were new uh mario kart 64 not quite it wasn't quite a launch title for the n64 because super mario 64 and ocarina of time got more development time and those became like the big flagship games right off the bat but it was an early launch game and then super smash Bros. 64 and like we've talked about they became just the most perfect group party games ever it's unbelievable that mario kart or that mario party and smash yeah those are the three it's yeah. sort of similar mario to mm-hmm. how the launch of the switch was which was left breath of the wild mm-hmm. and then was like the big launch title and then you get mario kart 8 deluxe which we'll talk about sure um like a few months after that yeah. and super mario odyssey as keeping with the uh, super mario 64 theme so you had the right. like zelda game mario game and then race game yeah uh let's see let's see blasting through um two other mechanics that they introduced in the game to like help balance things out and keep kind of the competitive balance uh between when you were just racing against computers there was a rubber banding quote rubber banding quote unquote effect and that was if you were just blasting ahead of everybody uh of computers then they would speed up so like your eighth place computer would be able to drive way faster than anybody else would just to keep the racers that close together uh, so if you took a crazy shortcut that explains how like how, you know i was 30 seconds ahead of this computer how did that how did they catch up and it's just because it's a mechanic in the game allows computers to go really fast yeah nice very cool it's not cool it's annoying dude well it's cool that they put <laughs> it in there okay yeah okay it's fine but the annoying one we all know and love the blue spiny shell that was introduced in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Just whenever you're in first place, particularly in a verse game and like everyone's saying those last 20 seconds, you are just sweating. Every, (laughs) every inch of your body is crying out. Cause you know, not wanting to say, yeah. Heartbreak. You know, it's coming. Not as bad as being hit with the spiny shell with the blue spiny shell. (laughs) Right. When you're about to win. it's so funny like you know it's coming for you every race but it the the mm. tension never changes like every single time you know that stupid thing is coming for you and it's always <laughs> like you said those last 20 seconds yeah and you could be in first but someone will get it in sixth throw it at you they'll end up in second and then you'll end up in like fourth yeah and then you'll just be cursing their name so it's the beauty of the game so what you're saying is is that uh a blue shell rainbow road is sort of like uh free soloing el capitan as if you were alex holland <laughs> i think that's fair yeah i think that's just fair. yeah sweating palms <laughs> yeah it, it is it is x games mode when you add the <laughs> but at least in 64 the blue shell it still like knocks you forward so yeah. I think in every other game it does it's like a bomb effect and you go straight up and down. Yep. And that's so annoying because at least if you were close enough to the finish line it might like accidentally knock you over. Yeah, I play Mario Kart 8 like to the day quite a bit with people online mm-hmm. and uh when the blue shell is coming for me like 9 out of 10 times I'll just drive off the course because <laughs> it's quicker it's quicker to get lifted back up than it is to get hit by the blue shell. You'll save like 5 seconds. Yeah. So Wow. Pro tip wow. for everyone out there. You'll never yeah. take me alive. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go right <laughs> off the edge. Just yeet myself off. <laughs> so take notes, kids, if you're listening. That's right. Listen to a pro. Yeah. That's right. And speaking of that, that's a good segue. I have one more strat. Uh, if you have the Thunder item and you're on Wario Raceway or Royal Race, Race, Royal Raceway, uh, if you wait until somebody else is at either of those big jumps and you hit them with it, then they won't be able to make it across the gap and they'll have to do a significant portion of the race all over again. Yeah. So hold on, hold on to that one. (laughs) Yeah. Thunder can be devastating. Oh yeah. Cool. But we all know it. We all love it. I have, I have a tier list of all the, of all the tracks. I did this just gut reaction. I just wrote them all down, looked at them. Hang on, hang on, hang on. We all know it and we all love it. And it's your own tier list. <laughs> oh, I meant the game. I mean, we all oh, know and love okay. the game. <laughs> I was like, you never showed me your tier list. Well, I actually intentionally, yeah, kept it secret <laughs> until unveiling live as my notes in the <laughs> in the Google. But yeah, um, everyone will learn to love them because they are <laughs> they are true. I did get a second opinion from my from my brother. I texted him this. I said, "Hey, just let's do a sanity check. Is this does this seem right?" And he had a couple. <laughs> couple suggestions but do i need to go to therapy after this they're gonna be Maybe. some hot takes on this <laughs> i don't think so i don't think so they're all the right takes so i divide them first first through sixth gear keeping with the car thing right all right so first gear kind of the yeah moomoo farm mario raceway and sherbet land just nothing really to write home about the penguins on sherbet land are the most annoying any complaints so far that sounds about right yeah. Hey, I yeah. love the penguin. Just keep going. <laughs> Second gear, Frappe Snowland and Luigi Raceway. Just kind of, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. Third gear, Toad's Turnpike and Calamari Desert. Ooh, see, I'd put Calamari higher, but I already made my pitch. <laughs> uh, that's funny because Toad's Turnpike is what they called me in high school. So that's really <laughs> weird. They're... What's up, Toad's Turnpike? Down the hall. <laughs> no, no, my father's toad's turnpike. <laughs> Fourth gear. Wario Stadium, Yoshi Valley, and Banshee Boardwalk. Goes down on Banshee Boardwalk. <laughs> That's you true. don't like Banshee Boardwalk? No, 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 I do. Oh, okay. I'm saying it it goes down. Oh, like you get some great races out of it. Yeah. Like you'll be you'll be fighting your friends. Just because of what goes down on there. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that, track. that little section without guide rails. Yeah. That's the, the oh, yeah. quick little. You're going to be falling off, flying off. Yeah. yeah. That was one of the notes my brother had. He said, he's, I, ha- I originally had Banshee Boardwalk lower. And he said, no, man, once you're like confident and you can like whip around those turns and yep. once you figure it out, it feels really good. I was like, it's right. like one of those things where like you, this is a small tangent. You like go home with the game or you like borrow it from your friend and you play single player to then go back and get better when you play multiplayer. Like, yeah. and that turn on Banshee Boardwalk is what you want to get better for. And you pray that you don't have the off-brand controller that oh, the, doesn't drift. The freaking Mad Cats controller? Yes, the Mad Cats. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about? There's always a friend when you go to his house who's like, here's your controller, and it's the Mad Cats one. Yeah. And you're like, well, great. Now I can only play half the game. <laughs> So I need to reevaluate our friendship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to take the Mad Cat's controller for yourself as the gracious host. But of course, uh, elementary school kids don't don't quite 
have that etiquette. Yeah, and you're like, well, this is fine as long as I don't ever have to turn left on any of these races. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm just going right, baby park or something, you know, <laughs> it's all good. But uh, anyway, that's a long tangent. Um, no, that was great. Uh, well, now for our sponsor, Mad Cats Technology. <laughs> um, I will quit if Mad Cats is ever sponsored. <laughs> I actually think they went out of business. And I remember when I read that on Twitter, like the whole thread was people cheering. <laughs> like, it wasn't like a Toys R Us closing. It was like, no. Yeah. All right. Bringing it home with, with the special tracks here. Uh, no pun intended. There is a special cut, but anyway. Right. Yeah, yeah, we get it. Fifth gear. We are moving. These are the tracks you love. No, the tracks I love. It's my list. Chaco Mountain. Bowser's Castle, DK Jungle Parkway. Yes, yes, DK Jungle Parkway. Royal Raceway and Rainbow Road. Okay. That sounds all right. I mean, that sounds pretty right. These are the cream of the crop. There's a lot going on. The race, they're like I like uh, very memorable tracks. There's a lot of obstacles. They're interesting. Yeah, this is about as good I as I think it gets. DK Jungle Parkway is... Uh, is it in any of the other games, or is it exclusive to this one? Because they've remade a few. It shows up on the Wii as part of the a Wii. retro cup, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's right. Because I remember when it showed up on the Wii, I was losing my mind. Because it was one of the favorites from 64. Yeah. So. Although it does have the most annoying when you get onto the grass and like the coconuts start hitting you. Uh, that's a pretty annoying yeah. thing. It is pretty annoying. But it just makes you learn to be better. And, and in, then, s- uh, in sixth gear... What is a sixth gear? Okay. Flying in a league of its own, undisputed champion of Mario Kart 64, Koopa Troopa Beach. There can be no other. That's a good one. It is perfect. Because the shortcut is right there. The shortcut's Mm -hmm. right there, and it says, hey, it's here for you. Take it. Are you good enough or are you not? (laughs) And you either get it or you don't. And it's just a fun track. Music's great, the scenery's great, and it's just it's the perfect one for all of your friends to race together because there's a lot a lot going on, but it's also like equalized enough, like it's simple enough. But if you can hit that shortcut, boom, which is easier said than done. Yes, very much easier said than done. That's why it's so good. Yeah, when it's like, you finally on. nail it. Yep. Yeah, it's such a fun game. Such a fun Evan, game. Did- Evan, did you have anything else to add, or should we guys move on to the next course? Um, I am good on this. I will just say it's it's the nostalgia one for me, you know. But it's a it's a classic. You know, you can play it now, and I think it holds up as the most simple but hard to master. If if we weren't going through a uh, pandemic right now, if you were like having people over, is this the one that you would be having them play? Uh, yeah, I think, see, it was funny. Normally I actually pull out double dash because I think it just works a little better in this day and age for some reason. Like people get frustrated with 64 if they're not, if they don't come up on it. Like if you're like us and you've played it, I think you'll enjoy it. But like for newcomers, I find they, they get kind of turned off by it. Sure. So it depends who you have over. So vet your friends, have no friends that are not Mario Kart 64 fans basically is what I'm saying. (laughs) I actually went to a conference and part of one of the like free time opportunities was a Mario Kart 64 tournament and I didn't win, but I got okay far. And then the finale, 
um, was like shown in front of everybody on a giant like screen and they hooked it up to like a giant like theater sized screen. And I've never seen more college students in my life like jump up and down screaming. It was like an esports competition, but it was six, yeah. Mario Kart 64. It was rad. I love that. So, well, you kind of put us in a good transition into Double Dash, which is our second course. Or that's Alejandro, did you have anything else to add about 64? Um, just that I, I've never played it. <laughs> I think I don't know. Oh. I might have been too young for it. I don't know. Um, okay, but yeah, never no. played it. All right. Well, stop what you're doing right now. Come back, <laughs> We're and then pause we'll do pause like, the video. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. So I I'm gonna talk about Double Dash a little bit. Um. Because this is the one that I first started playing. I was being babysat, and I they didn't trust me enough, so I was only stuck on time trials for some reason. Um. But yeah, I really love this one because I feel like Double Dash is definitely, like I said, like you were saying, Evan, is definitely more like of the competitive one. And also uh, just a little where the series gets a little bit more wacky than simplified as we do with Mario Kart 64. Um, so they first showed off this version of Mario Kart for the GameCube at E3 in 2001, back when it was a very small conference compared to what it has been now. Um and to show off what the game was going to look like, they actually used the models of Mario and Luigi from Super Smash Bros. Melee. So you have just two Mario and Luigi's driving in around like basically a flat surface. And they both have like these super angry eyes like they're going to fight each other, but they're driving, which more on the death stare for Luigi coming up because um, that definitely applies into Mario Kart 8. But yeah, so it was interesting because this version of Mario Kart was released in November of 2003 to mediocre reviews because a lot of people who felt purist to the 64 version thought it was a little too ridiculous. Um, so I think that's pretty interesting that people didn't like it starting off. Um, however, if you did pre-order the game, in certain stores you got a special bonus disc that came with demos and trailers of upcoming GameCube titles. Um, the games that came with de demos are... Mario Party 5. Anybody here a Mario Party fan? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, F0GX. I don't know what... Is that the one with Captain Falcon? It is. It is, uh, gosh, Mario Kart on all the drugs. <laughs> That's the best way I can describe it. <laughs> it's, like, it's like you go... 1000 miles an hour like not even a joke like that's what it reads and you basically try not to crash because you're going so fast oh dope i gotta play this now it's it's insane they have not put out an entry since i think 2003 the gamecube one which i've logged many many hours in um and then they brought a track from it big blue into uh mario kart on the switch and the wii u um which i'll talk about later but yeah it, it's it's rad Small tangent. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, some of the other demos were Sonic Heroes, um, which a lot of Sonic purists, who apparently are people who exist, really like this game. Um, the other ones was uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and um, a demo of Star Wars Rogue Squadron 3. Um, I know we've got a bunch of Star Wars fans in the, in the conversation right now, so... Those games are pretty sick, the Road Squadron games. Yeah, those those were good games. Um, I actually have the Mario Kart edition with that disc, and I actually ended up buying all of those games. <laughs> oh, sweet. Oh, wow. Yeah, so the marketing works <laughs> 300% on me. So 
Rogue Squadron on the GameCube still looks good to this day. It's pretty insane. It does. It yeah. really does. Is that is that what Patty Jenkins is making? Or is that I something believe, else? Yeah. I believe there is a strong influence from it, but I, don't quote me on that. Okay. Wait, Alejandro, you were going to say something? No, I, I was just, I think it is that one, the one she's made. Okay. Yeah. Because I just saw a video of her, like, Sonic, um, like, a Sonic uh, waiter, like, roller skating up to a plane. And I was like, oh, cool, she can roller skate. And then it's like a Star Wars movie. Oh. You don't fly to Sonic to get your French fries? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In this version of Star Wars, we fly to Sonic. <laughs> For late night snack. But yeah, so it's weird because now it feels like if you pre-order a game, it's you're not going to get like these demos or trailers or anything that cool in a big package. You're going to get like a new outfit or like a new gun or a new lightsaber, you know? Yeah, we just so it's get crazy that we've gone this far in terms of pre-ordering. So this is the only game in the series which instead of one player per cart, there are two. So you have one to drive and one to use items, which is part of the competitive nature of the game. Um, this was inspired by Nintendo by the motorcycle sidecar. So like you would have a motorcycle and then somebody else on the side of you. And the team was looking for a cool way to change up the series somehow because they want to make each version of the game new and stand on its own. Um, you could also now do two items instead of one. So if you were driving, you had one item. And if you were behind the person, you had one item. Um, this is also when they started to introduce special items, depending on which players you uh, picked, which was kind of unfair because there's things like if you choose Toad, you get a golden mushroom, which makes you go ridiculously fast, um, which makes it almost unfair to anybody who didn't pick like somebody like Toad. Um, also, LAN uh, play connects where you could play up to 16 player racers, which is really cool. Um, but it's interesting because when they first showed off the game in E3, the biggest con uh, concern from all the people who were playing it was that it's too slow. So they drastically sped up the entire game, which is why, for a lot of people, Double Dash is the fastest game in the series. Do you guys yeah. feel like it's one of the faster ones, or how do you feel about I that? I would agree. Okay. I, th I think that just came from criticism for people trying it out. Yeah, I think it's definitely the fastest game. And like you said, the, the strategy that goes into it when you have two people and it also plays with like the weight, because if you have like Bowser and toad, it defaults to whoever's heaviest. So you'll have like Bowser weight, but then get a toad item, like the super fast uh, mushroom. And then you kind of have the best of both worlds. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I think this is also the first game to introduce 200 CC, um, which is where things get really crazy, mm -hmm. um, speeding things up even more. Um, this is also there. Let's go ahead. Two hundred CC on the on the switch, which I know we'll get to, but like two, that's nuts. Like it is out yeah. of control. <laughs> right, it's impossible to control. I can you barely even do it, especially not online. But. Yeah. Yeah, there was originally going to be more than 16 courses for Double Dash, but they minimized things just to keep every course feeling unique. Um, some of the unique ones that stand to me is Daisy Cruiser, which is where you're like on a cruise ship and you're like going in and out and on the outsides of the thing. It's really cool. You go through like a dining room and like all the tables are moving. I think that one was done more than once. I can't remember. That's one of my favorites, actually. Um, and it's fun, like you mentioned, because you can go through not only the outer deck of the cruise ship but then you go on the inner deck and then you go into like 
the workers' quarters and like the kitchen and go behind the scenes too and like the pipes and everything. It, it's such an elaborate track, and there's like I think two or three different ways you can use shortcuts as well. Yeah, I think you can like jump into a pool or something, and then it leads you to yeah. like a yeah like a tube. Um, the other really one that stood out to me was one called Baby Park, where it's literally just like an oval. And but it's so it's super short, but you do seven laps instead of three. Um, and I think this that one music. was also brought into eight. Yeah, the music yeah, is that, insane. The music slaps, and it's that last lap where the I think the music actually gets faster each lap, if I'm not mistaken. And the heart rate just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want sweaty palms, yeah, yeah, this is the one. Um, yeah. This is also the first ever introduction to the character of Toadette, which I thought was interesting. That Toadette only existed because they needed somebody to pair up with Toad. So they just made Toadette. And now she's like, you know, a staple of all the Mario characters. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So shout out to Toadette if she's shout listening right now. Shout out Toadette. Um, how, many, how many racers were there in Double Dash? How I want to say like six. To, hang on. Let me look it up because I definitely added a lot more. Yeah. There were definitely more, and then you had to unlock King Boo and, I think, Petey Petty Piranha. Um, and those were when you did, I think, 200cc, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember, like, back in the day, that was a hard unlock. Like, that was difficult. Oh, yeah, sure. there are there are 20 um, characters in the whole game. And, yeah, Petey Piranha and King 20. Boo were, oh, wow. if you had it. The big problem is that Petey Piranha is so big that if... Petey Piranha is behind somebody. You can barely see anything in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out to games that you just like within the game earned the thing instead of like. Right. You can get <laughs> the, to pay for get it. Get Boo for yeah. four ninety nine. Two yeah. months after the game. Yeah. Just like exactly. Yeah. I miss those days. And I think a lot mm. of people are feeling that way. Um, yeah. CD project red. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, I feel like this is the game like many hardcore fans claim is like the best one of the series, even though, I mean, we we're saying that 64 is probably the most pure. Um, but I think it's just due to the competitive nature of it and just like how fast paced the abilities are. Um, I think having to uh, having two playable characters adds more strategy to the element, which you can like switch back and forth. Does does having the second player, does that affect anything or like which, whichever you, can, you choose you can actually oh, one extra thing extra thing that's cool about it is that if you play multiplayer with it you you and one other person can team up to be in one cart so for example if you and me alejandro did it then like one of us could drive and the other one could shoot the items um so it's you don't have to do it that way and you don't even have to switch the characters back and forth but you do have to choose two people in order to play uh, plus, the GameCube controller is, like, phenomenal. I feel like it's maybe my favorite controller in all video games. That might be a I hot agree. take, but... No, no, it's not a hot take. I would back you up on that. And it's hilarious because they've remade it for the Switch, like, as a testament to how popular and comfortable it is. Like, when's right. the last time you saw, like, a N64 PS1 controller come to the PS3 or PS4? <laughs> right. And those index fingers, like, the Z, like the, the bottom ones are just, yeah. like... I haven't felt anything that great. And especially, yeah, seeing it work on just for Smash in general. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a great It's super tool fun. For Smash. Yeah. Um, the one weird thing that I found while doing research for it is that Sonic the Hedgehog was hinted by Shigeru Miyamoto as a playable character at one point. Um, 
because they were looking for ways to spice things up. And then he's mentioned, yeah, we're thinking about adding Sonic the Hedgehog, like in a press release. And um, for some reason, yeah, he was he, he did it. And uh, and then people thought it was going to happen. And then once they played the game, they're like, well, where's Sonic? <laughs> Little did they know they had to wait for Brawl. Yeah. Yeah. That's when everyone's minds exploded. Yeah. I, I remember um, that, that, too, like being on the Internet. This is such a tangent, but that day the sonic drop happened do, do y'all did y'all like keep up with brawl back in the day like yeah you just had, had to website. like check their website yeah they had this yeah, website then, they would upload daily or something and it was just like a blog and you didn't know what was going to be announced every day and it was so just like drip marketing and how they did it and you know most days it would be like oh here's how you change the music in this track to be or on this stage to match this one and it would be like weird quirks but nothing that crazy and then the next day it's like oh yeah here's sonic as a playable character and they're like, what? I don't know if exploded. I don't know if any of you guys ever seen a video of there's a Nintendo store in New York City and there's a video where they would normally show like a Nintendo Direct or something. And so they show a Nintendo Direct and they would show it to the public. And when Banjo Kazooie was announced as a Smash character, I'm pretty sure that building almost collapsed. People lost their <laughs> minds. Yeah, I've seen that video that you're talking about. It, it was a day. I remember that. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm such a big Nintendo nerd. Like, I remember I was at work on my lunch break, and I saw that, and I was, like, freaking out, and people were just, like, looking at me weird. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I was actually Banjo. studying abroad in... I was studying abroad in France, and I watched the video in a public library, and I went, what? So loud. And then they're all like, tu sweet, you're American. So they saw me in here. <laughs> Screaming about a banjo. That guy must be American. <laughs> it's about as American as you can get. <laughs> I'm in France screaming the word banjo over and over again. Um, cool. Well, unless you guys have any, do you guys have any other thoughts about Double Dash? I would say, I think it's, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I do think it's my favorite one. As much as 64 is like, hands down, the one that I know is like my childhood one, the one that like I get the most nostalgia from. I think Double Dash has come out the most in, you know, having people over and just hours spent. Just because, like you said, there is that competitive element to it. I think it's really interesting how you mentioned that th they, like, made it more wacky and, and like, faster. Because I think that's one of the things that makes it such a party game, that it's, like, just fun. Even if you lose, like, you still have a really good time while playing yeah. it. Um, And it's, like... Yeah, the wackiness just adds to it as like as like just this fun party game. I have probably played Double Dash two or three times because we we never had a we never had a GameCube, and I didn't have that many friends that had one, so I just hardly ever played it. You didn't go to college. <laughs> I'm pretty sure at least every like hall out of a dorm at yeah, Chapel we, Hill had a GameCube. We had every hall in. At my time there, we had a Nintendo 64. That was, we oh, were okay. still all of the age to like, that was the one that we brought and did all well, that. Someone's showing his age. All right. No, <laughs> just mess with you. <laughs> no, I love the 64. Um, well, cool. I guess moving on, course three, Nintendo Wii. That didn't, that wasn't meant to rhyme. Um, Alejandro, do you want to take it from here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, the Wii was. Um, I believe the sixth installment in the series, uh, released in 2008, 
with 12 racers. And um, it, uh, I think it was, it should be the first one to use the kind of motion sensor tech uh, technique in um, uh, the steering controls. So uh, each came, each copy came with the, uh, there was a bundle with the Wii wheel. Uh, so you had to, so you could use it. Um, and I just remember everyone who had Mario Kart had one. Um, and so, so that was pretty, pretty cool for them to add. Um, and they've, uh, it was in only available in 720p. So it wasn't HD, um, because there was some laws with, uh, with how they developed it. Um, and with the company that they developed it from, from China. Uh, but they've hinted that, uh, they might be able to release um mario kart on wii on the switch oh um, what yeah on 1080 in in hd Whoa. um but that'd be who sick knows? that may just turn out to be another thing like with the sonic where they say it but you know they never they never do it um, well my one my one problem with that is that if they do that for hd then every melee fan in the world is going to be like well where's melee hd how oh you said you've been getting it <laughs> That is so true. Um, and then, uh, originally, the first title for it was going to be uh, Mario Kart X because the uh, series producer, uh, Hideki Kong, uh, Hideki Kong? I think, yeah. Hideki? Hideki Hide Kong? Hideki, yeah. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. His last name is Kong I and he works so. at Nintendo? I hope that's not a typo. I think so, yeah. But I mean, President of America, CEO, <laughs> Doug Bowser. Bowser, exactly. His last name is Bowser. They they <laughs> pick him for that reason. Um, yeah, they saw his resume, and they're like, you, say no more. <laughs> <laughs> we saw the name, you're hired. Um, and so uh, he originally wanted to call it Mario Kart X because he wanted to have this uh, focus on extreme sports like X Games uh, and, uh, you know, B B BMX, mics, BMX bikes. Uh, and so, but then the uh, Mario creator, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, uh, rejected it because he did not like the idea of Mario riding a bicycle, <laughs> which <laughs> is a very funny image. He can play in the Olympic Games, but he can't ride a motorcycle. Exactly. Well, funny enough, though, uh, in Mario and Sonic, the Olympic Games, he does ride a bicycle. So he does end <laughs> up riding a bicycle anyway, which is as hilarious as it sounds, I think. So everyone else in the room is like, um, exhibit A. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but um, so the game does, uh, producer uh, kind of decided to add motorbikes, BMX motorbikes. And uh, kind of like half pipe ish uh, game mechanics to it. So yeah, and then this is the first game to to include bikes finally. Um, and I, it was it was a little bit hard. Some people didn't want to. Some of the people didn't want to add it. But then uh, they saw the, the they wanted to add wheelies and stuff. So they they thought it would have been a a cool thing to add. Um, yeah, popping the wheelies was a highlight on this oh, game. Yeah. I remember I, I got it on the Wii, and it was at a time where I was actually playing a lot of, like, Halo. And so, like, my Wii 
basically my brother took it over. Like it was like his console at that point. But when this came out, he was like, I need 20 more dollars. And I was like, why? He's like, we got to go have these on Mario Kart. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bet we're doing it. And, it. and that's how it happened. And then when we popped the wheelies on the bikes, Halo gathered dust for a few weeks. So the bikes were a cool. <laughs> right. That's a weird tangent, but like, do you go, I love those bikes. Did you go faster if you popped that. a wheelie? I think you did because you could get that wind speed. Okay. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, I think yeah. that sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's yeah. definitely why they wanted to add it. For the bike sound effects, they actually approached uh, people who worked at Nintendo who rode bikes to work. They would just be like, can we just record your, your bike for uh, for some samples? Um, and that's where they got most of their uh, bike sound effects, which I think is pretty cool. Um, just, just, just do some donuts in the parking lot. We'll do film some it. Donuts. Yeah. <laughs> do a wheelie. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, and so uh, one of the uh, interesting things is that a modder in 2017 discovered an unused mission mode, and uh, basically uh, it had it was within the internal data of the game, so um, it it was. The mission mode included things, uh, game modes like collecting boxes before time runs out, uh, pulling a string of mini turbos, drifts, and slipstreams, and even fighting bosses. Um, but that was cut to make way for tournaments, which can't na- now they can't even be played anymore since the servers were shut down um, after Mario Kart 8, or a little bit before Mario Kart 8 released. So that people would go buy that one. What um, would fighting bosses be like in Mario Kart? I think there's footage of it somewhere, there, but it's think, basically yeah. just like you just like race somebody. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if you guys <laughs> wow. remember how the tournaments <laughs> played, like how they worked, but they were like sparse. And so you had a limited time window to play them to record your best hmm. time. Um, and I think you had to do two tournaments a month or like you, you up to two tournaments a month. There was a low key competitive scene because it had Wi-Fi, which I remember at the time was like pretty revolutionary for Nintendo. I mean, I've had competitive stuff just using like ever. Everybody grab a wheel. Right. <laughs> I won money I from or I, I, I posted a bet or something with someone's dad who was like, the Wii wheel, I'll beat you, and if, even if you use a dumb nunchuck instead of the Wii wheel. And I was like, all right, bet, and then I won. Wow. I don't even remember that guy's name. Anyway. <laughs> Deleted him from the Mad Cat's wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, though, uh, diehard fans of the game who didn't want the uh, servers to, to, you know, die off, they uh, created their own servers. Um, and they, they called it uh, Weemfi? Weemfi? Um, one, one of those things, yeah. One of those things, uh, which they basically resurrected online gaming on the Wii, uh, and they restored a lot of the tournaments. And they've even added more custom tracks um, that are based on other games. So these are tracks made by them. Um, so like they've added like a Pokemon-themed track, a Super Monkey Ball themed track and Odyssey and Mario Odyssey and Mario Galaxy themed track. Um, And they've even remade old 
Mario Kart tracks that are that are that weren't in the Wii one. Um, so I actually have played this. Um, you basically what? just have to like you have to get an SD card and then like rip it into like your Wi-Fi of a Wii. Anyway, it's interesting because we very first started talking about Crash Racing, and they've put Crash Team Racing tracks into Mario Kart through this modding. What? Yeah. Dang. So. It's a lot of fun. The hardest one, there's one where it's like a giant maze. It's a huge labyrinth maze, and it takes like something like 20 minutes just to beat it in three track, three laps. It's insane. Wow. I knew there was like a modding community for this because have y'all seen the, uh, there's like a video of people who have modded out the cars, and so they're just running. If you look up Mario Wii. Yeah. Yeah. So they're running, but they don't have carts or bikes. So it's like everyone's just running super fast. It's really weird. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) And like their torso is stationary, but like their legs are moving. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Because they use the animation or like, I guess, half of the animation from when they're in the cart. But then they had to create legs, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds creepy. Somehow. It's weird. It's, it's definitely weird. <laughs> um, and uh, well, as you know, the uh, visa, the vehicle stats are are shown, um, but not the character stats because the characters have their own kind of hidden things. Uh, like lightweights get knocked down easily, while Luigi has the best acceleration. Uh, Dry Bowser has the best off road, and Funky Kong is the fastest. There you go. Funky Kong wins again, baby. And Your so boy, Funky, Funky Kong. Kong mixed with the uh, the fire-based motorbikes are is like this ultimate fastest. Um, so like a lot of those are used in like the tournaments. Like you, you just see everyone using a Funky Kong and, and one of the fire-based. Yeah. Can multiple people be the same racer, uh, racer and uh, car? And and vehicle, I guess, in the in this game, um, I want to say yes. I think so. I think you have to like push a bunch of different buttons to be the same character, but I know you can at least do the same car. And it, I really love Mario Kart Wii. I think that's probably isn't it like one of the f- highest selling video games of all time or something. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. I it's can like do a quick quick fact te- check on that. Tetris, Minecraft, GTA Five. Mario Kart Wii or something. It's up there. I guess if you... Uh, tra- go ahead. It tracks. Yeah, no, it tracks. Yeah. It is I the know, best like, selling of the series. I know. Do you have a favorite um, course? Mm. I'm partial to Koopa Cape and Coconut Mall. Do y'all remember that? I was about Koopa to say Cape? the exact same too. Wow. Oh, really? Okay. Koopa Cape yeah. was great because you get that water boost that I don't think any of the other tracks gave you when you're in the tunnel. Um... And then Coconut Mall was just, I don't know why it was so fun. There was all these jumps, and maybe it's just the, like, nostalgia of a mall, because now malls are just kind of dead, and, like... (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Triangle Town Center. Uh, (laughs) Shout out to malls. (laughs) Um, Oh, man. But, yeah. Triangle Town Center. Um, Hey, I once shot a movie at Triangle Town Center, and the only time we could use it was 2 o'clock in the morning, so we all showed up, and... (laughs) Uh, wow. We were there until 6 a.m. Wow. And 
Like yeah. you contacted somebody there and said, Hey, can we do this? And they said, yeah, two in the morning. I, I was working See on the movie. I wasn't, I, I wasn't oh. like, can I come and film in your mall? No, I was already working on it, but yeah, oh, the, production, like a, the like production company, yeah, the production company had like asked us to go shoot. If for those who don't know, t- Triangle Town Center is this mall <laughs> that's got, that's been run down for years for and is trying to stay alive. <laughs> hey, we have listeners that's all over all the world. All four of you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, if you don't know Triangle Town Center, get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm gonna blue shell you out of here. No. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, it was a weird shoot. Craft Services gave us meatloaf, and then I went to school the next day, or like the same day. Like, I, like left so the you shoot. had meatloaf at two forty-five in the morning, and then <laughs> yes. Cool. And then I went to school, and I <laughs> and I got sick <laughs> and had to leave after biology in period three. That 2 a.m. meatloaf, it, it hits different, you know? Like I was like, uh, Mrs. G, I have to leave. <laughs> I sl- And then, like, between, I had, like, a free period, and so I slept in a closet. It was a weird time. Anyway. <laughs> wow. I want to I do a whole hour and a half on that day of your life. <laughs> we can come back to that. I was going to say, there's a podcast <laughs> yeah. in there, y'all. Welcome to Serial Season 4, uh, Brett and his meatloaf. Um... <laughs> Okay, so I guess talking about just sort of wrapping things up, sort of, sort of like, in a way, Mario Kart has sort of like become so much, uh, starting with Mario Kart 8, I'm kind of mixing Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as kind of one, unless you guys have any... Uh, no, that's, that's fair, they're the same game. Right, yeah. Um, the biggest difference is being, like, of course, like the graphics are like so uh, enhanced, they're finally in HD, um... And it's so, a pretty game. It's a beautiful yeah. game. A lot of cool detail. Um, some fantastic courses. Um, my favorite is Wario Summit, which I think was one of the first mm. where instead of doing laps, you're like going through a full race and there's like basically checkpoints rather than like doing a lapse. Yeah. Um, oh, is that the one where each lap is different? One, two, and three? Yeah. It's like slightly different. Yeah. And it's sort of, I call it the Furious 7 one where you start jumping out of a plane and then like going yes. down a mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. <laughs> so. I'm, I'm also partial to Big Blue, which I mentioned earlier, which is the F-Zero yeah. recreation track because kind of similar to Koopa Cape and the Wii, they have these like speed boosts, which push you faster than anything I've ever seen in Mario Kart because I think they're trying to recreate that like fast vehicle F-Zero thousand mile an hour feel. Um, so that's always a good time. And then Hyrule Circuit, if Ooh, any of y'all yeah. are Zelda fans, mm. that's always a good one. Yeah, yeah they started that's to add one. more other Nintendo properties. So we have Zelda, Animal Crossing, Splatoon, um, F-Zero, as you mentioned. So sort of trying to bring it all together. Um this is also where we get the birth of the Luigi Death Stare, which <laughs> showing sort of the detail of the game. If you know, um, there's a part in where you could actually like slow motion, like get all the details of what's happening in every race. And some people had noticed that if you if Luigi like hits an item and like succeeds and goes past the person that he gives them like a death stare as he like. Uh, goes right past them and so a lot of the meme of it was like playing the song rollin and um right and dirty so that he's going past them and then nintendo figured out about it and so like i've seen interviews with like doug bowser and reggie fizeme were like oh yeah i love the ouija he has a great death stare i'm like oh they know about this someone had to put it in self-aware yeah yeah embrace the meme yeah 
Um, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still one of the highest selling games on the Nintendo Switch to this day. And a lot of people have been asking for DLC, but it doesn't look like that's coming anytime soon. Yeah, I think the game shipped with all the DLC. Basically, like, they put this game on the Switch because it was popular on the Wii U, but only, like, four people owned a Wii U. So they were like, yeah, we need to make more money. Yeah. Funny enough, it's the same four people not near Triangle Town Center who have who are listening to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so that's a great uh, diagram right there. <laughs> um, but, yeah, how do you guys feel about Mario Kart 8? It's the one I've played the most, definitely. Uh, the one where I've, like, really tried to learn how to win. <laughs> uh, yeah, that uh, tracks as well, pretty much, for me. I think Double Dash, just because of the years, has gotten the most time, but I won't be surprised if quarantine continues <laughs> any longer, if the Switch version will take the cake, because I, I play <laughs> it with my sister nearly twice a week. Um, we have, like, a standing virtual game night. And it's always just a great time. Um, and I also feel like it's, you know, in addition to just being a very pretty game, I do think it's the most accessible one just because of the modern mechanics. Like, I've found that people who don't even play video games, like, when I have them over, I'm like, try this. They, they kind of get it. Um, now, I smoke them in 200cc, but, you know, <laughs> that's, that's another right. topic. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, you Funny got 10th yeah. again? <laughs> yeah, too bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's a you great get a game. Couple points Fun- for tenth place, right? Well, that's true. Yeah, you do get that one coin or one point. Yeah, um, but it's twelfth place that is the true. Is this the game that gave us twelfth place, or was that before this? Didn't the Wii have twelve? You were twelve at a time. That or was am I making that up? I it was twelve. Yeah, there were twelve. Okay. Yeah. 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 So a lot of the question right now in terms of a lot of diehard Nintendo fans is like, is a Mario Kart nine ever coming out or like, what is it? What is it going to be? There's been a lot of speculation, a lot of rumor of what um, that means. Um, there is, of course, a mobile version of the game called Mario Kart Tour, which is available on all mobile devices or smartphones. Um, this is a, like a game that features biweekly downloadable themed tours with different cups, uh, each of which has three courses and a bonus challenge. Um, in addition to the courses already being appeared from other Mario Kart series, Mario Kart Tour includes courses located in cities such as in the real world, like New York, Tokyo, Paris, London, Vancouver, Los Angeles, Berlin, um, Burlington. I'm just making that up. Um, <laughs> Burlington, North Carolina. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's JR Outlets. Yeah, it's also it's cool because it uses online multiplayer. Uh, new characters have shown up through it. Special items are back. World rankings uh, and loot boxes, but they're free, so you just have to just play the game a lot um, instead of pay money. I actually downloaded it, but I couldn't get into it. Yeah. I've played it a little bit. It has pretty decent graphics for a mobile game. I will give you that, but it's not my favorite. Um, Nintendo themselves actually believe this to be Mario Kart 9. So whatever we get next will possibly just be Mario Kart 10 whenever that comes out. Um, Some of the other uh, additions that they've done. I don't know if you guys have seen that came out over quarantine, but Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Oh, is that the like uh, camera one? Yeah, so it's using augmented yeah. reality where you have a physical cart with Mario in it and a camera on it. And so you set up a course inside of your house using like little like 
um, stopping points and using the Nintendo Switch, it takes the footage from the uh, Mario like physical car and then you can actually like play Mario Kart in wow. real life. Yeah, it's pretty insane. It's something that I feel like if it came out right when quarantine had started, um, sort of like how Animal Crossing did, then it would be like the yeah. biggest thing ever. Right. You would have had people yeah. setting up crazy courses in their houses and stuff, which would have been a lot of fun. Down the stairs. <laughs> It'd be like Home Alone, just like go through an obstacle course. <laughs> um, and then the other one I wanted to mention real quick um, before we uh, head out is um, the Mario Kart ride. I don't know if any of you guys know about this. Of course, Jared's sighing because we end up talking about theme parks so much on this podcast, but it had to come out at some point. So um, Universal Studios um, has the rights to do a Nintendo theme park, which they have built and is right now during a dress rehearsal or tech re technical rehearsal, excuse me, in Osaka at their park in there. Um, so they have built a Super Nintendo World, um, which is uh, going to be right next to their Harry Potter World. So if any of you guys have ever been to Orlando, they have a Harry Potter World. They're the next one up no pun intended, is a Super Nintendo world. Um, and part of the main uh, e-ticket attraction for that is going to be a Mario Kart ride um, in which you and your friends get to race each other. Let me just share. I'm going to screen share some really cool pictures for Yes, uh, We'll put it up on our YouTube version of this. Um, but the Mario Kart ride, they've essentially built a real-life Mario Kart, uh, like a Bowser's Castle, and the game is going to use AR to help with, like, using, um, throwing items and special things. But for what we know, most of the game is physical sets. Um, so it looks pretty insane. Yeah, this is so cool. I think I have seen, like, a couple pictures of it. Maybe not anything that you're about to show, but it just, the so, idea of it is so cool. Yeah, Whoa. right here is a picture of what the cart looks like. It's up to four people per carts. Um, you go, th you, there is going to be a rainbow road section of the game for what we know. Everything about this is just like, how in the world did they make this? Yeah. Um, gosh. And also just an absolute dream come true, you know? Yeah. This right is a around. picture of the park right there. Um, um, so they are adding this to, um, universal in Orlando and Hollywood and also in Singapore, <laughs> Um, but I think this is going to be the standout attraction. Um, they've also added a Yoshi ride and they're going to add a Donkey Kong minecart roller coaster coming soon. Wow. So there is, so if I have this correct, there's one currently in Osaka and there might be one more in Florida. Is that they're, con they're building it, but they're COVID has it. made things a little different. Yeah. Right. Well, well dang, I um, may need to go to Florida and break my vow. <laughs> After a 15 hour layover in the Orlando airport, I said I'd never go back to Florida. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but if Orlando uh, is the destination, doesn't that soften the blow right. a little bit? Yeah. That, that does. If there is a Mario Kart ride on the other side. Yeah. yeah. The one in Hollywood is being built right now at the Universal lot at their Hollywood park there. So, gotcha. Um, yeah. All you need to do is. Uh, <laughs> sign a uh a first look deal with universal and uh yeah you'll be able to get it Perfect. which speaking of which i wanted to close on a question for you evan and i guess our other filmmakers in the group can add, add to this but um say for example nintendo ap approaches you evan and they say listen we like what you're doing with your films we love panda barrett 
We think you are the person we want to tell a Mario Kart movie. You get the rights. We're giving you all final cut. What would you do? What, what are some ideas that you would do? Let's brainstorm it. Okay, so we're going super gritty and dark with this Mario Kart movie. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, first of all, just throw all expectation out the window. Um, think Mad Max and just like like Mario is like a disgraced driver in the wasteland. And then, you know, you see like smoke in the distance in a wide shot. And then it zooms in and it's like Wario and like chain mail just coming to just get him. And, you know, he's on the run, like bounty hunters following him. And that, I mean, just something crazy. And uh, they catch him. And then he has to do the Mario circuit from his glory days just in the apocalyptic wasteland. So, gotcha. You're welcome, and Nintendo. Yeah. I love it. Luis is a dead stare. And we get like Luis Guzman and <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio to play <laughs> Waluigi and Wario. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And then and then Mario. Oh, who could play Mario? Who's a, who could play Mario? Luigi. Could I mean, Bob be, Hoskins has played Mario, but he's unfortunately yeah. passed away. Luigi could just be uh, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Danny DeVito Tom Holland as be Mario. Mario. <laughs> That'd be good. I love it. Well, until that comes out in theaters, <laughs> you know, you have this episode coming to, soon to a theater near you. They are making an animated Super Mario Brothers movie with Illumination Entertainment. Um, take that as you will, but um, hopefully it's better than the first live-action Super Mario movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, which has some charm. I mean, it was made in Wilmington, so. Hey. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts on, Mar- on Mario Kart? Anyone? Final thoughts? Um, I mean, I'll just jump in and say I love this game. I love the series. It's like... It's so simple, you know, it's like at the end of the day, uh, it's, I think, the perfect party game. Like, you know, sure, I think Smash Bros. is more fun if you're around a bunch of people who are really good at it and can push each other. But I think Mario Kart works whether you're really good or really bad. And I think it's really good at just kind of uh, bringing everyone uh, into the track, if you will. So (laughs) Nice. Anyone else got any final thoughts? Jarrett, Alejandro? No, I think okay. Evan summed it up great. Awesome. Oh, I have to add one stupid tangent because Go this for is it. the only place I'll ever be able to say this <laughs> without it being really random and stupid and off topic. I actually bought Mario Kart 8 before I owned a Switch as a reason to buy a Switch. <laughs> nice. Which I was like, I just want the game. So I had the game for like six months. Oh, wow. <laughs> like I just bought the game because I was like not trying to buy a switch, you know, because, you know, making indie movies, you're trying to like put that money into the movies. And I was like, let me just buy the game. And then eventually my brain will be like, it's really stupid that you have this game, but no system to play it on. <laughs> and you'll just hit a breaking point one day. And, and you know, when you're a target and that's kind of what happened. So you know, <laughs> it's just the way I do my life. You know, <laughs> hey, I think you're being that's prepared, great. which is cool. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Well, Evan, you are a guest on our show, which means you do get a prize, sort of your Ooh. your special cup. On, and so what we have for you, it's not with me here, but um, it's in transit, as most of our prizes have been. Um, we have for you a Bowser's Castle a poster here. Oh, so cool. What? Yeah, so it looks supposed to be wow. very similar to sort of like a travel poster. Um, yeah. 
so we our our guest Lauren Mill just got one um, when we did our Nintendo DS one on for uh, Peach Beach, and so we thought, oh, Bowser's Castle is another cool one. So this is yours. I'll find a way to get it to you. Um, yeah, dude, that is sick. Thank you. Yeah, Holy crap. Wow. Well, thank you for That's coming awesome. on. We really like yeah. having you. I think it was a fun episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Evan, do you have anything else to plug? Anything we can plug for you? Yeah, um, we can definitely plug some things. Uh, so my new movie is called Panda Barrett. It is a weird and wacky drama that is on Amazon Prime right now. It's about a local rapper uh, from North Carolina who finds a lot of grief and you know darkness in his life. And it kind of manifests as this weird quirky panda bear which is like a person in a panda bear mascot costume uh so it's kind of like playing with the uh, drama and comedy and blurring the lines so it's it's a wild movie but you know there's hip-hop there's a panda bear there's uh some weird uh you know rednecks chasing <laughs> the panda bear in the movie so we really blur the lines of comedy and drama so if that if that makes you at all interested definitely check it out um but yeah no other than that i make movies in north carolina um I'm on Twitter at Evan Kid and or at Mr. Evan Kid and uh, yeah, just like talking about movies and video games. So yeah, and everyone check out Evan's YouTube channel. He's got a fantastic some fantastic videos that are really great advice for filmmaking. I think they're awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah, awesome. Anybody else? You got to plug anything, Jarrett? What you got going on this week? <laughs> no, I just want to hear emails. Your favorite uh, favorite Mario Kart memories races you nearly narrowly lost narrowly won send us your victories send us your defeats always down for a good story absolutely all right (laughs) well and we'll see you next week see ya right